I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Lottie DL, a sustainability expert and the host of the How to Save Our Planet podcast. Welcome back for another week and another amazing, inspiring episode. On this episode, I'm chatting to Mita van der Lucht all about Sam for Change and Samsara, which has just raised a whopping $54 million to go towards building a facility in Australia that is going to help recycle, no, infinitely recycle plastic. So I don't want to spoil it. Let's just get into it and hear all about it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mita. First of all, I wanted to ask you, what is Samsara and what is the problem that you're trying to solve? Okay, so Samsara is a infinite recycling business. So they have discovered a enzyme that can infinitely recycle plastic. So I feel also every time we get in this, we have to step even further back, right? So it's I think a lot of people already think that infinitely recycled plastic, can't we already do that? And yeah, the sad thing is we can't. Um, so yeah, incredible research founders as Samsara have discovered a and designed a enzyme that can actually infinitely recycle plastic, can go far beyond what also traditional cycling can do. And Sanford Chains has really been created to amplify what they are doing, but also really involve culture and educate them on some of the problems. For example, you know, big point number one, no, plastic can't be infinitely recycled. It's only like about three runs or something that we can go through and and it still ends up on landfill. It still ends up in natural environments. And yeah, and that's all really if they're lucky enough to get recycled. Only 9% actually does, which is... To be honest, when I came on with some Sam and some Sarah as well, that was a really shocking number. Um, I think every time that we put stuff into our recycling bin, we think, great, we've done our bits. This is going to be taken care of. I know I'm doing the right thing for the environment. And then you hear a number like that and it's pretty shocking, I think. Yeah, I think it is a bit of a wake-up call and it's also that thing that when we recycle a material like plastic, every time it gets turned into something else, it's a lesser quality. So it's not like virgin plastic is like the gold standard and it is amazing and it is great and there was a reason that it was invented. I'm not somebody who's kind of anti-plastic. I'm anti the overconsumption of plastic. Like there is a reason. It's a great resource. But the thing is that, yeah, every time that it is made into a new product, like your, I don't know, your swimwear or made into a different bottle or made into something else, it is a lesser quality. And then it's just kind of getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So that's why recycling isn't the answer. And I think we look at our recycling bins and like you said, we kind of think that we're doing the right thing. But at the end of the day, it's actually that reduction that is the most important thing. Yes, correct. Um, so talk to me more about this enzyme. Like I'm not a sciencey person. Are we talking about like a little critter? Are we talking about some kind of like boiling chemical reaction? Like break it down. 
so <laughs> I'm obviously not a scientist either. So um, when I was speaking to the scientists, it was the exact same question. So um, the most simple way that they explained it to me, which really shows my level of um, intelligence within this space, was think about a little Pac-Man that's going through the plastic and consuming it. Um, and basically what happens, you know, as they consume it, they break it back down to its core monomers. And the core monomers are kind of the building blocks of plastic, right? Um, so they completely pull it back down to its monomers which and they can even uh, pull out its color um, it is also um, you know even if it's slightly damaged we can still use it which is currently not possible um, pull out the color completely bring it back down to its original core monomers which then can be built up to anything again right um, and I think yeah at the moment it's like you say they 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 pulling it back down but it's not actually going back to its core monomers it's it's a very yeah different process which creates an inferior product um and to that point as well like it it, it makes it really hard for some businesses who maybe do want to actually do the right thing that they do want to use recycled plastic but because it's an inferior product they they simply can't so there's not actually an option for them to even use it um and i think within that again bringing it back to sam for change this is also really where Sam wants to come in and educate. So it's not just about um, punishing companies that aren't recycling, but it's about looking a little bit further and saying, why are they not recycling? You know, what, what are the actual solutions? And I think Samsara, that's really what the business was founded on, trying to find a real sustainable solution that has longevity and actually can do good in the environment versus, you know, a Band-Aid, which is really what, current traditional recycling is. Um, it's kind of like a Band-Aid on a bone fracture. Um, it's really good intentions, but sadly it doesn't, yeah, have longevity. No, you're right. So with this little Pac-Man that's chomping through all of the different <laughs> plastics, is it every kind of plastic or is it only certain types of plastic that you're working on? It's many more plastics than what is currently possible. And the scientists are currently constantly working on expanding the, um, the abilities of this little Pac-Man. See, again, I'm going back to just my, my limited understanding of it. But um, yeah, so they're currently working on expanding it. So, um, you know, the first thing obviously is, is PAT, but they're looking at, um, you know, obviously they're looking, I think, I'm kind of messing up the words in my head now, but I think they're looking at nylons as well. They're looking, um, obviously, polyester is a big part of that as well. So, yeah, they're constantly expanding it. No, that's really exciting. And the types of, so PET for everybody listening is kind of like your clear plastic bottles, like your single-use plastic water bottles Correct. and things like that. So are you talking to kind of councils is that where you're getting these plastic toward to get to then like chomp down and then to rebuild into what types of materials so we're speaking a lot to larger companies so i think where the big impact can really be had if we're working with some of the the, the big boys right the people that are actually currently that we're looking at as the bad guys if we can work together with them we can create enormous impact because, um, yes, councils would be great as well to work with. But who are the big, who are the ones that are making the biggest negative impact within the plastic space, right? If we can work with them um, and really change the way they recycle their, their products, that's, I think, really where the big impact is going to be. 
No, I think it's really exciting. It's like going right back to the source. So rather yes. than kind of getting it halfway down the chain where somebody has used and consumed that product, Correct. and then it's like, okay, now what can we do with it? It's talking to them at that packaging point, at Correct. the kind of research and development perspective, because I think for a lot of consumers, they don't understand just yet the actual process that goes into that. And it is also cost. It's also weight. It's also colors and marketing and branding. And there's so many different elements that go into the packaging. It could be the longevity of whatever's going to be stored inside Mm -hmm. that. There's so many things that we don't think about. We just look at it. We go, well, it's plastic. What's going on here? Why is this happening? So I think it's really exciting to hear that you are chatting with those people and those big dogs and kind of saying to them, okay, so how can we work together to create something that is easy to be able to be broken down again and then rebuilt into new things? And I think also looking at putting that responsibility back at those big dogs, right? Like it's a lot of the times we're speaking about what we can do as individuals, which is still a super important part um, of the story. So it's not about taking away, uh, you know, the, the hard work that we're doing as individuals. I think we really need to start looking at putting some responsibility back at the big dogs as well. Um, we talk a lot about what we can do as individuals and don't get me wrong, like that's still super important and not something we should stop doing. Um, but we also need to really start looking at, okay, these are the big guys making these big impacts on the environment, making choices throughout the whole design process, which which is my background. You know, I work in brands and um, which is kind of how I also stumbled into, wow, each and every single decision that you are making from, you know, the packaging that you're using, how you're shipping it, you know, the tape that you're using to close the box, every single item is a decision. Um, and as much as we can talk about what we can do as individuals and as much as we need to continue doing that, the responsibility, they really need to own up to that as businesses. Um, and this is a real genuine um, solution for them to do that. Like what if, you know, instead of having your little recycling icon on your box, it needs to have an infinite recycling icon because this packaging isn't only infinitely recyclable, it has already been made by infinitely recycled plastic. So, you know, stopping the virgin plastic, turning off that taps and, really creating like a circular economy within plastic. Um, so, yeah, so that's, I think, a really, really exciting space where Sansara will be playing is actually going back to the source and making genuine change within that whole circular economy. Yeah. I think it's really exciting because when we talk about kind of at the moment infinite recycling, it's kind of limited very much so to aluminium in Australia. So it's a really new and exciting prospect because we can really start to kind of see these materials being put into. um There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Reuse over and over again. And I also think like they were talking about back in the day with the sugar tax in Australia, kind Mm. of taxing companies who were creating products that were Mm. terrible for Mm. humans, I think that this conversation will kind of open up about 
companies and being almost like not a car like similar to the carbon credit system but like what's the impact that they're having and if they're not doing anything about it then what cost does that come to for a big company because we're starting to see the research something like 60 percent of australians make a conscious purchase they look for that responsibility they look for brands that are doing the right thing so i think from a customer perspective brands are kind of going yes we can see the demand but it's kind of at like it all comes down to business decisions it all comes down to the cost is it going to be costly for them and if that cost can it be offset by the amount that they're kind of getting from profits and things like that Mm -hmm. so i think it is that balancing act as well which is really difficult yeah and empowering the consumer as well to make those right choices because you know really if if we're going all the way back to when our grandparents were getting their milk bottles you know delivered to them and they would give the bottle back and they would be filled up and they would come you know we we didn't end up in this space because we made the choice we wanted to end up here we slowly got here through you know things slowly changing and actually fascinating point as well about plastic plastic bags which bad right like we we all talk when we see somebody walk around with a plastic bag in the supermarket we go oh they forgot their bag you know (laughs) and even as an individual as well when you forget your bag you're like i really screwed up here you know like this is just but plastic bags actually originally were invented like to help the environment um i think it was gustav tool Sven Gustav tool who designed the plastic bag because it was way more durable we could reuse it over and over and over and over again instead of using paper that you know would require trees to be cut down and da, da, da. so the intentions were really good but then a marketing guy came in it's like in order to earn money from plastic you need to teach the audience how to waste you know single use single use single use and now we're here right so it's about you know the individuals need to make better choices, but they also need to be um, empowered with the knowledge to do so. You know, greenwashing is an enormous problem at the moment. Um, and yeah, I think that's also, again, really why we wanted to create SAM to really start educating the audience and give them some of the tools to also, you know, fight against greenwashing to eventually pick up a bottle and see, does this have an infinite recycling logo at the bottom? If it doesn't, why not? Like, why am I supporting this brand that is clearly not a part of, you know, the, the way forward? Um, yeah, and really, yeah, education is such an important one. It is. It's exactly why I'm here and why we're both talking today because I think it's about making it accessible to everybody. It's the reason why mm, I started exactly. Banish because five or six years ago nobody was talking about it. There wasn't information exactly. out there for the everyday individual on how to do the right thing and that's what mm. we want to do is we want to make it so easy and like you said, having that yes. symbol that people just look at and they know they don't have to think twice, they don't need to Google, they don't mm-hmm. need to do any extra research. All of the hard work is done for them them so that yeah. then it can yeah just keep on going and then it can be nice and easy for people moving forwards Correct. so what's next steps with samsara you want to take it to the next level you want to grow you want to expand you want to conquer the world what are you doing about it <laughs> i think one of the super exciting things um that you know has, has been happening over obviously it took way longer but we did the big announcement last week um We've done a 54 million Series A funding round, which is enormous. Um, Just even for a startup to raise that amount 
is incredible. So huge credit to um, everybody at Samsara. But this means that we can actually create our first plastic, infinite plastic recycling facility. Um, so it takes really this big idea and turns it into a reality. Um, and I think for the whole time that we've been working on Sand for Change as well, we've always been talking about the big idea. This, this can mean change. But now we're kind of there, which is wow (laughs) yeah it's really exciting exciting. it's like you're you're off the whiteboard now and you're like actually starting to see everything literally being built and you're able to start taking all of those actions and yeah like you just said make that dream a reality so i think it's great to see and it's really exciting to hear that it is going to be happening onshore in australia which i think is something that we also need to really appreciate because it's not really something that's ever been done before and we're getting to do it in Australia. Yeah, and it's, you know, it really changes things that, you know, we, we talk a lot about we just need to stop plastic, we just need to stop plastic. And in reality, we can't just do that. We, we are here. There's a lot of industries that are dependent on plastic. Um, you know, my father is, is one of them. He um, has a severe lung illness, so he needs to breathe through a tube, right? And that is obviously plastic. Um, so it, it's you know to him you can't really say just stop using plastic it's 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 how he lives. Um, so I think you know shifting our mindset to looking at plastic more as a genuine resource, but stopping the virgin plastic tap that is obviously this is you know straight up fossil fuel. If we can stop the virgin plastic. Um, this means that a lot of corporations have no choice as well to start looking at everything that's lying in the oceans, everything that's lying in our natural environments. And all of a sudden, we start to really change our mindset towards plastic and not see it as waste, but as an actual resource. And yeah, imagine all the businesses that come from that. All of a sudden, people start creating businesses. How do we you know, take all this plastic out of the ocean? And actually, it's a lucrative business that for good. So it completely changes the entire industry and how we how we look at this resource that's just like lying there. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's great. It is so exciting. I feel like yeah, I just want to talk to you all day about it because I'm just getting so many like happy endorphins. I'm like yes, things are happening. It's really really exciting. Yeah. So I just wanted yeah. to ask you our final question, which is what yes. is one actionable thing that our listeners can do tomorrow to help save our planet? It is such a hard thing to put that down to one thing. Um, I think definitely education to try and constantly question things. Um, You know, when you're seeing marketing, when you're seeing um, advertising out there, you know, hailing the new perfect thing, is this really right? Um, What can I teach myself? How can I learn more about this to make the right decision? You know, be wary of greenwashing. Um, So if if they are being wary of greenwashing, like how do you not fall into the booby trap because it is so difficult like I find that I get caught by the booby trap and I'm like I'm meant to be a sustainability expert and how did I just get absolutely marketed to right now yeah well it's I think it is one knowing that you're being marketed to right so it is I'm aware that companies out there also, also let's be clear, like some companies are really trying. So it isn't always that these companies are doing the wrong thing. They are really trying within the current environment to do what is best. A lot of the times, like, 
um, you know, traditional recycling is currently the option that is out there for them. Infinite recycling is where it should be going. But currently they're making decisions based on what is possible, right? Um, but how to go back to, again, it is knowing that you're being marketed to, knowing that companies are currently tapping into your worries because they are like they're, they know just as much as you do that we have a problem. So they're going to tap into that and then question it. It's also the same with ourselves. You know, it's also much easier to project than it is to reflect. You know, it's all the big businesses fault. It's all their fault. Now, what am I doing? Right. So always, I think we, we just need to continue taping a step, taking a step back and, our culture is so much these days about quick, 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 quick. You don't have to buy it now. If you're unsure or you may be being marketed, take a step back and do the research. And at the moment, Sam is still very much in its infancy. Like we have big, big ideas, you know, to create more. Like the, the website is just fresh, but we want to really create a hub where a lot of this information will sit so people can educate themselves or educate others on these, um, yeah, these, these issues. But education is is key. Um, the last thing, though, it is sign the SEM pledge, <laughs> which is on our website. Um, we just want as many people to um, yeah express their interest in infinite recycling. We we are definitely pushing hard for legislation and. Um, you know, we have, we have big plans on taking things to government. So the more people that we have, you know, becoming a part of kind of this movement, the more we can do. Um, yeah, come join us. It's exciting, I think, and it's great to see that you are working so hard and you are quite fresh and you are quite new, but it's you're taking mm. those big risks and you're really ambitious with your goals and your targets, which I think is really refreshing and it's really exciting to see. So I cannot wait to continue to watch and see what happens and to see all of the amazing work that you are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 